welcome to this episode of Inside the Mind of Quarantines. My name is Pooja, and today I have Caleb and Priyatom with me. If you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. Sure, uh, I guess I'll go first. Um, I'm Priyatom Nooney. Um, I'm, I just finished my junior year, uh, and I go to Blue Valley West High School. Um, I'm Caleb Nelson. Um, and I just finished my senior year of high school and I'll be attending Baylor University next year. Um, I also work for the Association of Community Mental Health Centers of Kansas as a summer intern. That's great. Um, so why are you guys interested in mental health advocacy? If you just wanna tell me a little bit about that. Um, I guess um, I'm just interested and like wanna be an advocate of mental health because um, I've, I've had like close friends that have dealt with mental health and it's been pretty severe for a few of them. And although I haven't experienced, um, anything terrible, um, I, I know that it's, it, that it's good to reach out to as many people as we can. And again, like a lot of people say, remove the stigma, uh, to talk about mental health because it can be a sensitive topic. And I think it's good to, you know, talk about it as much as we can. And so I, um, I personally lost a friend to suicide. And so that event kind of made me realize, you know, no parent deserves to go through that. And so, you know, today I kind of fight to make sure that other parents don't go through similar experiences and that other kids don't choose similar decisions. Um, you know, and also it's just kind of like mental health in general is something that everybody deals with, whether they admit it or not, in the same way that everybody has physical health everybody has a mental health yeah I would totally agree with that um and I think a common misconception with mental health is like if you experience some mental health struggles that means you're like clinically depressed and that's definitely not what it is we all experience mental health struggles in different ways and a lot like even test anxiety like that is a mental health struggle that a lot of people just don't recognize and realize so I'm really glad that you said that um, today, I think that we kind of talked a little bit about maybe having this episode about ways to reach out if you are um, feeling a little bit down. So I don't know if either of you had something specific that you wanted to just comment on that to get us started. Um, I guess I guess I'll start. Um, I think um, knowing that like teens, we haven't been on the earth as long as um, our parents. I think it's good to. Uh, reach out to somebody with like experience. Um, and it doesn't even have to be a parent that has had mental, like severe mental health struggles, but it's good to reach out to, again, people with experience and that can definitely help you, um, you know, get better. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that for sure. It's, um, you know, I feel like a lot of problems can come from when there's a lack of connection between like you and your parents um you know i think it just kind of starts with building building up trust in each other and you know recognizing that they truly do care about you and that they're open to you that you can you know have that conversation with them and once you do it's just a lot easier to be able to connect with them um because you're their child like they want to help you Sure, I would absolutely agree. So, I mean, I am lucky enough to have parents that if I was um, 
struggling pretty badly that I could go talk to them and then they would help me seek out help. And I know a lot of people don't have that option. But um, like you guys said, like it's very important to seek that out, to talk to your parents especially. And Kayla, like you said, like they do want to help you. Like you were their kid and they don't want to see anything bad happen to you. They don't want to see anything, um, see you going through stuff like that. So like you both said, like it is very important to make that connection and to have enough faith in yourself and your parents um, to reach out to them. If you are feeling really down, you feel like you need to go talk to someone for sure. And I'd say that definitely one thing that's important to note is that everybody deals with mental struggles. Just because you have mental struggles doesn't mean you have necessarily a mental illness. You know, I mean, you could, but everybody at some point deals with anxiety or stress you know it's human nature and so i think as a society we need to be able to you know more openly talk about things that take a toll on our bodies such as stress and anxiety sure and yeah. again that kind of goes back to the um idea of just the huge stigma that surrounds mental health right now is that people are just scared to talk about it because they feel like it's different and it's um, just not something that's normal. But I mean, like you said, so many people deal with this. And like, like you said, stress and anxiety are mental health struggles. And it doesn't need to be bad for you to experience that, but everyone goes through it. Absolutely. And I said one big problem is when you know, people kind of stigmatize mental illness as they kind of labelize it. And, you know, they treat that label as if it's an abnormal um, abnormality as if there's something wrong with them which in reality you, you don't you don't almost you don't do that for somebody who has like a condition like asthma or like diabetes you know it's it's they're it's definitely treated in a different light um, and I think people need to realize they're more than just a label behind a mental health condition Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's odd how, like, um, obviously mental health affects everybody. It's odd how, even though there is, like, like severity levels of it, um, it the fact is all 7.6 billion people in the world deal with mental health in some way. But um, it's still, like Caleb said, it's still, like, almost, like, forbidden to talk about it um, compared to, like, some physical health issue like diabetes or something. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's, it's like very effective to, um, again, remove the stigma and try to talk about it with anybody and like, make sure that people know it should be normalized. Sure. I think something else along those lines that is pretty heavily stigmatized is the idea of seeing a therapist. Um, I mean, I have friends and family who have experienced mental health struggles and they do go see a therapist and it's something that really helps them. And I think that I don't necessarily know what it's from, but just there are some people who still associate seeing a therapist um, in a negative way. And I think that that's really unfortunate for people because therapy is such a good option if you feel like you need it. And I know right now might be a scarier time to go into a therapist's office necessarily, but also like there are a ton of telehealth options right now. Um, a friend of mine is seeing a therapist via telehealth and she said that it is helping her. 
Um, and especially during a time like this, when things are so uncertain, when people have higher stress levels and higher anxiety levels, like that is an option that a lot of people, if they feel like they need it, should consider. And to just avoid that, the stigma that is around it, that um, seeing a therapist is negative because it's not. I know so many people who have gone through therapy who it's helped them grow as a person so much. Yeah, I definitely say that that is a very helpful option um, for a lot of people. And, you know, part of like what you mentioned with telehealth, one of the benefits is, you know, if you're in a small town and you go and you drive to the therapist's office and you, you don't want everybody recognizing your car, well, you can just do it remote from home, from Zoom. Or it's the other option of, um, you know, rather than having to go out of your way to go to that office that may be far away because they have um, your insurance covered with it you know, you can sit remote from home and just schedule an appointment. So it's, I definitely think it's a lot easier um, in terms of seeking therapy to do it via telehealth. Kind of like unfortunate how, um, like, like you said, it's unfortunate how people uh, think going to therapy is almost like a sign of weakness when obviously in reality it's not. And yeah, like this telehealth thing, I actually haven't heard of it, but um I think it's it's cool how you can almost like do it like do your therapy session in private and I feel like a lot of people probably do need that because uh they probably don't want to publicize uh that they're dealing with the struggle even though it it um is okay to do that so yeah well I think one benefit about that is you know you may be going through something what do you do FaceTime a friend to try and talk to them you know well why not be be able to FaceTime a therapist. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the benefit with, you know, our generation and telehealth is that, you know, we're so constantly on our phones all the time that if there are resources like text a therapist or, you know, just being able to call one, um, I think that'd be incredibly beneficial. Absolutely. And Priyatam, you said that some people see it as a sign of weakness, but truly seeking therapy is a sign of strength. It's something that you are able to recognize that you are dealing with something and you have the strength to tell yourself this isn't how I want to feel. I want to make myself feel better and seek help. And I think that's something truly amazing when someone is able to do that and recognize that and find a way to deal with their problems. I also think another benefit of seeing a therapist, whether telehealth or in person, is also just it's sometimes hard to talk to people who you know about what you're feeling, you know, because you think that maybe this person's going to judge me. Maybe they're going to think differently of me, but I think a benefit of having a therapist and someone who just doesn't really know you very personally is that you are able to open up without fear of backlash. And that's something that a lot of people do fear with talking about mental health. And that's why a lot of people decide not to, um, but I feel like that would be a really great option if you feel like you do need a therapist to go and have those conversations with someone in a safe space where they're not going to judge you. So what do you think are some other options that people can go to? Because, I mean, like we have said cons con very consistently is that everyone does deal with mental health struggles, but sometimes it's not necessarily to the extent that someone feels like they do need to seek therapy. So what do you think might be some other options that people could um, go through if they are dealing with some stress or anxiety and they feel like they can't keep it to themselves? 
I'd say um, one resource that's definitely underlooked is school social workers. Uh, I know personally at my school, we have a tremendous, uh, tremendously good social worker. And, you know, people don't really realize what the social workers are there for. So a lot of people don't really realize that social workers are in a lot of the same ways like a counselor. Um, and so that's another resource. And I'd say definitely the social workers are more almost like a therapist because I feel like a lot of counselors, you know, really are focused on getting you into college and, you know, your transcripts and scheduling you for classes where it's, it's like a counselor is just like a class advisor. And so it could be people might be, you know, not wanting to uh, visit with the counselor just because they, they know they're busy. And so I think a, a social worker, it kind of needs to be addressed that that's a really good resource for people to go to within their high schools. Yeah, I think, um, I think, I think you bring up a good point about social workers. I think like, I guess they're easily accessible, especially since they're at your school. Um, I think another thing that a lot of people can look at just, you can probably go to a friend because if you, if you assuming you have good friends, you, you know that they definitely want the best for you. And if, if, um, you believe your mental health problem is not as severe, is not severe enough to go to a therapist, then I think if you were to like FaceTime a friend, uh, you could at least get something off your chest and just relieve some stress. Even if you don't get like advice or whatever, I think the sheer act of like talking to a friend, talking to a person about whatever you're dealing with, that's, that's almost good enough to at least relieve your stress. So that's, that's also another um, form. Yeah, so I know that I have um, two friends that I go to specifically when I just am not necessarily feeling 100% like myself um, or I'm just dealing with something in school that I'm just really stressed about. I literally just send a text and be like, I am stressed. And then I talk about it for, what, 15 minutes? And truly just being able to get everything out, being able to text a friend or FaceTime a friend or talk to a friend, it helps a lot more than people give credit to, I guess. Um, seriously, just having a 10-minute conversation about why I was stressed about my AP bio test made me feel a lot better. Um, and I think that some people, I mean, like we said, like they just don't think that their um, stress or their anxiety or their mental health problem necessarily is one. So a lot of people just don't find um, ways to go seek help, I guess. But just having test anxiety, having some kind of stress over something, just reaching out to a friend for maybe 10, 15 minutes can help a lot more than people give credit to, I think. Yeah, and I feel like in terms of like stress, it's kind of something that can, you know, can definitely get more severe as you bottle it up, you know, when you keep stress to yourself um, and don't really express it it just kind of builds up to a point where, you know, you just become overwhelmed. And so I think part of dealing with stress is, you know, you just kind of got to take a moment to just relax 
and maybe talk to a friend about, you know, what you're going through or what you're dealing with. And then just take a, a moment to just realize that, you know, you're going to be okay. You're going to get through it because I feel like not doing that sometimes, you know, you just bottle up that stress and then another stressful event comes down, comes down, um, down the road. And now you're dealing with even more stress and it just becomes a cycle where you, you're just stressed out and overwhelmed all the time. And so I think it's important that when you are dealing with stress, that you kind of take a moment just to relax, just to have some time to yourself or, you know, time spent um, talking to a friend and just realizing that you're going to get through it and that it's going to be all right. Yeah, I would definitely agree, especially with the fact when you said that um, when people decide to keep stress in, it can bottle up really fast. And that's something that, I mean, I've experienced. I'm sure it's something that you guys have too, because I feel like another common misconception is that um, someone feels like when they are a little bit stressed about something, I mean, I know that I've done this. I'm sure that other people have. They're like, okay, well, there's other people who have it a lot worse. I shouldn't be the one complaining, you know? Um, and so I feel like, so one thing happens, someone's like, it's fine. Like other people have it worse. Um, I'll just keep it to myself. And then that can keep happening and over very little things. And then there's sometimes where you just get really overwhelmed and you just end up taking it out. And I know for me, like I have taken it out in the wrong way before. Um, and so whether that's like on my friends or my parents, and obviously like they are able to understand where I'm coming from. They're able to like support me and then help me when it gets to that point. But it's also really hard when it gets to that point because I am just so overwhelmed. Um, and so I feel like that's another thing to just discuss is that you it needs to be validated what you're feeling. And people also need to know that when you do go reach out to someone, whether it's a parent, a friend, a therapist, a social worker, a counselor, really anyone, um, people are also going to validate how you feel, even if it's something very little, because more times than not, people can relate to that, you know, and people can relate to even little tiny stresses. Um, and not everything has to be a very, very big thing for you to get stressed about it. I know that um, that's kind of the case for me a lot of the time. Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point about that. Um, I don't remember who it was, but in one of your previous podcasts, uh, someone said, like, you shouldn't, like, invalidate your feelings based on if other people are, like, feeling worse. Um, I think it's really important to understand that, like, you shouldn't, like, bottle up your emotions because you're like, oh, this other person has it worse than me. Because I think we all can agree that all three of us probably don't have, like this pandemic, for example, we probably all don't have it as bad as um, other people. Unfortunately, maybe, I don't know, maybe their loved ones died or something from the coronavirus, but the stress that we deal with should not be invalidated by the 100 times as much stress that they would probably deal with. So I think that's a very important point. I'd say also another important thing about uh, dealing with stress is kind of finding healthy ways uh, to deal with it. You know, if you bottle up that stress over, you know, long enough, a lot of times that's when people begin to, you know, 
get into substance abuse or self-medicating through ways that are really, really harmful for them. And so that's where I think people kind of need to find what works for them in terms of dealing with stress, whether that's talking with their friends or parents or, you know, getting some exercise to release those endorphins, uh, the healthy, healthy ones. Um, I think finding a way to deal with stress is incredibly important. Uh, especially when you're a teen and early on, because life, life is always going to be stressful at one point. There's, you know, that stress is just a part of life. And um, what really sets people apart is how they deal with it. Um, I guess, I, I think you bring up a good point about like exercise or something. Uh, well, not necessarily only exercise, but like me personally, um, I'm kind of like musically inclined. So to, to like kind of release stress sometimes you know I go downstairs and play the piano or sometimes I just go into my drive and play some basketball for 10 minutes um or just like walk around the lake for a little bit I think those like a little it doesn't even have to be a long time it can be 15 minutes max those little times in the day to release stress I think it really prevents that bottle up of emotion and stress that could eventually lead to you know hurtful things said or whatever it is um so yeah i think uh it's good that or i think it should be uh known that um it's good to find a, a way to release stress like little by little instead of bottling all up then relieving it then and bottling up again so yeah yeah and i mean that can just be you know, 10 minutes a day, you go for a walk and just you know, kind of think about your day or reflect upon it. Or it could be, you know, going to the gym and just, um, you know, for focusing on making yourself healthier um, or even just, you know, going for a drive and listening to your favorite music. Those are all things in which, you know, you can kind of have a moment to yourself and just relax. Um, enjoy your life and appreciate it um and kind of doing those things before you put yourself in a stressful situation can definitely help ease the stress you know because i think it's good to realize before um you, you go into something stressful that you know you got to build up some confidence and realize that you'll get through it and it's going to be all right you know so there's this thing that I've done that I found myself doing, um, kind of like I mentioned earlier, there have been times where my stress has just built up so much and then I take it out in the wrong way. So a practice that I've been doing that um, my dad actually told me to try is that when I am in a really great mood, when something really good happens to me, I write it down. Um, and then when I do find myself a little bit stressed, a little bit anxious, and I like feel like I'm at a point where that's all I feel I go back to what I wrote down and just see like even though this feeling is consuming me right now it's not something that's gonna last forever like these good things are gonna happen again um I mean this like thing happened just yesterday this thing happened last week and I feel like that might be a good exercise for someone um if they do find themselves feeling maybe like I do or even so this is something that I've tried, but um, I'm actually reading a book right now um, about finding the need to like let go of perfectionism and control because that's something that I struggle with a little bit is that I just like to be in control all the time, um, just like of myself. 
and the things that I do. So this time has been kind of hard for me just because I'm not in control and with the pandemic and everything being so uncertain. And so I'm a little bit into the book and something that I've seen that I'm going to do later is that in the book, they ask you to do journal exercises. They ask you questions and then you're supposed to write down what you feel um, and how you think you would react in certain situations. So I also think that if you are feeling a way that um, that you don't necessarily want to go tell other people, but you do recognize in yourself like you are feeling a certain way, writing it down is also a really good way of getting something out. Um, because it is personal, you can keep it to yourself, but just writing down how you feel really validates it. And then it also kind of helps people move past how they are feeling. Yeah, I think um, I've actually tried writing it, writing things down before. Um, actually, a few times I literally got on my phone, opened the voice memos app, and literally just talked to myself. Um, it, even though like nobody's going to listen to it, it's it's kind of similar to like talking to a friend where maybe all you need to do is just talk about your emotions and release stress that way. So maybe that could be um, a helpful tip for somebody who really wanted to do. There's also, um, since you brought up voice memos, I just thought of apps. There's also different apps that I've seen that can help people with how they're feeling um, and just to calm anxiety and stress in general. So something that I use um, and something that, I mean, I should be using more often is an app called Headspace. So it's really just like breathing exercises, um, just stuff like that, that you can do before you go to bed as a way to just relieve your anxiety before sleeping. So that's also something that I would recommend trying out. Um, I didn't really have a lot of faith in it, but my dad had me try it and it actually ended up working out pretty well for me. And I should be doing it more often than I am, for sure. But also just seeking out those different outlets. Because, I mean, in the world that we live in with technology running everything, there are so many things available to us that way, too. Um, I think overall, um, uh, like we talked about throughout the whole podcast, um, reaching out for help is obviously the number one thing to do um, when you're dealing with stress or anxiety. And we highlighted a lot of different ways to do that, whether it's a therapist, a parent, a guardian, an adult, or a friend, or even to yourself by writing it down or something. Um, I think it's important that everybody listening remembers that there are so many resources out there um, to help you relieve stress and anxiety, whatever the, whatever um, uh, resource you want to uh, use. But there's there are so many that. Um, that a lot of people should should understand. You know, and I think in the amid, in the midst of a, a pandemic, it may seem pretty dark right now, you know. Everybody's going through the stress of, you know, the whole uncertainty of what's going to happen with the economy or whether they'll get it going out in public. You know, it's 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 incredibly stressful. And so I think you know, it's kind of helpful to realize that this is something we're all going through you know we're all in it together and so in a way I think it brings us as a nation closer together and that at the uh, at the end of the tunnel there's always going to be light we're going to come out stronger I think that was a perfect way to end um this podcast I mean yeah you're right we're all in this together and we're all going to have um 
like you said, we're all going to be a little bit closer together, I think, after this, just because we've all gone through something so crazy and so beyond our wildest dreams that I think we're all going to come out of this a little bit stronger. So thank you guys so much for doing this with me. I really think that this episode was um, pretty different than the other ones because I think this focused on what to do when you are feeling a certain way. So I really think that we gave our listeners um, good advice and hopefully different um, ideas of outlets that they could try if they all are, um, if they do find themselves dealing with mental health struggles. So thank you guys so much for doing this with me. Thank you for having us. This was fun. So this concludes this Monday's episode of Inside the Mind of Quarantines. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I truly do hope that everyone out there is um, finding something that they didn't hear before and maybe considering maybe somebody else to talk to or another way to let out stress, anxiety, whatever you may be feeling right now during this time. Again, I am going to remind you, as I do at the end of every episode, that how you feel is totally, totally normal. The uncertainty of this whole situation is really, really getting to people, so I really hope that if you are listening, you are understanding through these podcast episodes that you are totally not alone in what you're feeling. Again, as always, if you are feeling a little bit down, please feel free to reach out to the Zero Reasons Why campaign at zeroreasonswhy.org and we can easily connect you with someone to talk to. Or, I mean, take the um, recommendations that we made during this episode. Seek out a therapist, seek out a friend, um, buy a journal, write down what you're feeling. I mean, like we've said countless times, everyone deals with mental health struggles. Really, everyone does. So you are totally not alone, and I truly hope that by listening to this, you found a way that you could deal with it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you all next week. (music)